I would just like to tell everybody, I would like to tell all who listen to me right now, if you have never had Philadelphia cream cheese paired with Flaming Hot Cheetos, then you have not lived. You do not deserve to be an American in this How do you even call yourself a native of this land? Much love, much peace, and chicken grease. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. Welcome to the People's Paradise. Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for being a part of the mob. Um... That Philadelphia and cream cheese and Flaming Hot Cheeto recipe that I just recommended, that is something that comes from my earlier years when I was attending Jesse Bethel High School in Vallejo, California, home of Mac Dre, the birthplace of the Thistle Dance. Damn, mm, do the thizzle. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's that cat shit. Uh, let's just hop right into the topic. Shout out to Jumper 1236. Let's just hop right into the topic. So, uh, a lot of music came out this morning. I woke to it. I actually just woke up right now. I had went to sleep. I had like a seven-mile run. I decided to lay down right after that. So, uh, but a lot of good music came out. Shout out to Nicola M. Style. Shout out to all the people that are tuning into my Twitter live right now. A lot of music came out. I generally don't like to review music on Fridays unless I really, really vibe with the artist. And that's kind of how I did it today. I... I clicked through Polo G's album, shout out to Polo G, shout out to Chicago, shout out to everybody out there, to all my GDs, to all my Vice Lords, 410, and what's up, peoples? Uh, shout out to Nickel M. Style, sir. Is your voice deeper when you first wake up? Uh, I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at. This is naturally how my voice sounds. I'm I'm a little tired right now, but this is naturally just how I sound. It's the name of the podcast, but yeah. I can tell that's what you were getting at. Yeah, like, she, she, she's trying to, she's trying to ease her way into the conversation. Like, is, uh, is this your real voice? Are you using a voice alternator? But yeah, un- unfortunately, ma'am, this is how I, this is how I really sound, unfortunately. I'm sorry about that. Cool, yeah. Sorry. Uh, but I checked out Polo G's album. There is this group that apparently has been being mentored by uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce called Chloe and Holly. I checked out this song they came out with called Do It. Um, I've been aware of these two these two beautiful, beautiful black queens' existence for at least two years. I have avoided all attempts at listening to either of them because I just... My first thought when I saw them a few years ago was... I know for a fact these bitches ain't making shit I'm supposed to listen to. Like, they just look like two little, like, two teeny bopper kids. I was like, I know for a fact I ain't listening to that music. But I checked out their song, Do It, and I was, uh, I was pleasantly, you know, let's, let's go in order. Let's go in order with the music that I listen to. So, the first album I checked out was The Goat by Polo G. Shout out to Polo G. And as I said earlier, shout out to every single 19 and 18 year old rapper from Chicago. Y'all really holding it down. Uh, I enjoyed maybe two songs off the album. When it comes to Polo G, I love his style. I love his cadence. I do think he has some lyrical giftness when it comes to how he puts words together. I do also feel like I'm a slave to his choice of beats. A lot of times with a lot of Polo G songs, I will vibe with his lyrics. I will vibe with his voice. But I will not necessarily shout to Ned GB say, yes, I like him too. Yeah, he's dope. But I will not necessarily like the beats that he chooses. So for this new album, there's only two beat songs that I really liked. It was Be Something and there's this other song called Heartless. I really, there's the chorus of Heartless. There's this part in the, in the chorus where he says, uh, he fucked up in the head. He want to see some more brains. Like, I don't know why that line is so hard to me. But like, that's like a cold line to me. Like, he fucked up in the head. He want to see some more brains. Like, that's just his enemy. Um. I really love Be Something, even though I will say that song is featuring Lil Baby. 
I remember, baby. Y'all know I listen to Lil Baby repeatedly. I'm gonna listen to this nigga when I get up when I get up and go jog right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, that was the worst verse by Lil Baby that I've ever heard in my entire life. Outside of that Pikachu shit, like that was like the I, that verse disappointed me so much. And I like I, I vibe with Lil Baby. I, yeah, yeah, I listen to Lil Baby a lot. That was the worst verse I've ever heard by him in that goddamn song. Like I I want I wish they would just I wish they would have just kicked the, kicked him him off that song. Just you know. Shout out to Nell. Nell I'm, she said he's hard. Yeah, like, hey, listen, everybody got a bad game. Everybody got a everybody got a bad game. Not everybody, not everybody is going to shoot ninety eight percent from the free throw line. And you know, hey, little baby had a moment where he just didn't shoot the shot well. You know, I don't know if he was intimidated. I don't know. If, I don't know if there was some niggas in that in that recording studio with them from Chicago on Polo G side. Like, yeah, nigga, you better sell fucked up. Nigga, you bet not out rap my nigga Polo, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> little baby got in there. Okay, okay. Ah! I that being said, but I really liked it. Also, another thing with Polo G and our... What I'm about to say is no knock to Polo G. is more of something that I've, uh, I kind of... This kind of spawned from a conversation I had with my cousin about Polo G. And what the conversation was is... Somebody has said that Polo G was dope but they feel like he's so underrated because his style is so unique. He's so talented and all this other stuff. And what I said in response to that was, I like him. I like his music. I like his vibe. I don't think he's necessarily unique. I do think there's at least 18 of the niggas out there that sound just like Polo G. And that's no knock to him because in the history of hip-hop, it's always been like that. In hip-hop, if you go, in the history of hip-hop, it's always been like that. In any time period in hip-hop where you go to, you will always see a certain sound or four or five sounds be popular in certain regions, and hella niggas value that sound. It's the same issue, it's the same thing how when you come to California, if you come to Northern California, 98% of our rappers in California, they either rap about pimping bitches, always on a bitch, they always, if we, our thing out here is we like to max, we max, we like to mac on a bitch, we like to prove how we get hella bitches, now a bitch, I ain't buying shit for a bitch, a bitch gonna pay for my purse, a bitch gonna buy my, my laptop, a bitch gonna buy my goofy doll, like, that's what we rap about out here, same thing when it comes to, when it comes to what I'm uh, bouncing back to Polo G, Polo G sound to me doesn't sound that more different than an A Boogie, doesn't sound that more different than NBA Youngboy, and I am at a place in hip-hop where even though I know there's like 11, 37,000 niggas that all sound more or less the same, shout out to, shout out to I Am Marissa, even though I know there's like eight or 7,000 niggas that all sound the same, I will go to four or five for a certain sound or for that certain sound, if that makes sense, even though I recognize that they all sound the same. And like, for example, for the sound that Polo G's having, like that kind of... I go to Polo G for that thug in the streets, but sad and remorseful. I want to cry. My mama just died. I want to kill every nigga in sight kind of sound. I go to him for that. I go to Rod Wave for that. Mozzie's kind of the West Coast version of that, minus the auto-tune. I go to him for that. Um, she laughing at me. No, I'm just being real. That's how I do it. So I go. I go. That's who I go to for that sound. Um... And it kind of makes you feel a certain kind of way because it's true that I'm just being real. And like, and it kind of makes me feel a kind of way because I do know that, um, I don't know, like back in the day, they used to always say for Polo, yeah, I used to, they used to always say like what makes somebody talented is uniqueness, but 
you know, a lot of these niggas ain't unique. I'll be real. But at the same time, I also understand that that's just how hip hop is. Like, whether you go back in the 2000s when everybody was trying to sound like 50 Cent, or whether you go back in the 1990s when everybody's trying to sound like a, a it just, it just, it is what it is. Shout out to Nuff, she said, what about Chief Keef? I like Chief Keef. I've always liked Chief Keef. It's hard for me to give my opinion about Chief Keef right now because he hasn't, I haven't listened to any of his newer music. I also would give Chief Keef his flowers because a lot of people, if you're not from this generation, if you weren't born in the 90s and if you weren't born in the 2000s, it's hard for you to see how much of an influence Chief Keef had on Chicago rappers. So it's like Chief Keef spawned I put Chief Keef and I put Migos in that same category where I'll say they're involuntary heavy influences in hip hop. Like with Chief Keef, I saw, I, I can't say if everybody copied Chief Keef, but I will say Chief Keef opened up the conversation for Chicago to explode because nigga, I'm old enough to rem- I am old enough to remember before 2012. And nigga, before 2012, you wouldn't have a real conversation. Niggas was not talking about Chicago. I'll be honest with you. I don't care what nobody say. You might have had Common. You might have had Kanye. Kanye was so great that he eclipsed being from Chicago. Like nobody thought nobody thinks of Kanye wasn't thinks of Chicago. I'm just being real. Nobody does that. But when Chief Keith came out, he he put Chicago on the map. He put Shire, whether it was whether it was for the right reasons or for the wrong reasons, he did put the city on the map and started a conversation about Chicago that, you know, was not being had at the time. So I will give him his props for that. But I just I haven't listened to any of his newer music in a long time. You know. And it's kinda weird because like you know, Chief Keef done so much crazy. Chief Keef then came out with a thousand songs, then shot niggas and shot at the police. And got in a, got shot at by well shot in the air by at at Takashi's niggas. And for all this, Chief Keef I think is maybe at best like I think Chief Keef might be only like twenty four years old at the best, at the most. Like I don't even think he's like even a this is weird to think he's done through so much, but uh But shout out to Polology. Motor story, shout out to Polology. There's maybe like four or five more songs on the album that I didn't listen to, but my favorite songs, like I said, are Heartless and Be Something. I really was vibing. I'll be honest, I don't know if y'all listen to Mozzie. I wish that's... Mozzie on his new album, he had King Vaughn and he had uh, G Herbo. If it could have been anybody else from Chicago, I wish he could have had on there. I wish it would have been Polo G. He had Polo... He actually has Polo G on this song called Price Tag. Shout out, that was actually was a good, nice little song. I I don't listen to it because I just don't like the song. But it's objectively speaking, it is a good song. Um, So shout out to him. Yeah, Murdy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cool song. It's a cool little tune. I, I, I don't vibe with it just because it's not my vibe. But, you know, it's a it's a cool little sound. Uh, moving on from Polo G... Um, should I do how should I talk about Hallie, Chloe, and Hallie, or should I talk about Lil Boozy versus Webby? We talking about street niggas right now, so let's do Lil Boozy versus Webby. Um So let me just talk about this is kinda of messed up. So the real reason I wanted to talk about Lil Boozy right now because of the was because of the video that went viral two days ago about how he said he actually has paid for his son and for his nephew to get their dick sucked by like a prostitute or some bitch, whatever, whatnot. And in the context, his kid, his son is like a teenager. And his son is like a teenager. Shout out to Roxione. I don't have the earphones in right now, so I wouldn't be able to hear you if you joined in. But thank you for trying to participate. I appreciate that. But um, he said he's, he's, paid, he's paid for sex for his son and for his nephew, which are, they're both teenagers. Uh... 
And this sounds so, it sounded very crazy. And people have actually killed him in the comments. People are saying that this man's insane for that. And it's kind of funny because when I was a kid, I remember Lil Boozy came out with this song called uh, Your Dad Daddy Loves You. I used to love that song so much. And in the song, I remember him saying, when I get him, when, he, when my son turns 13, I'm going to buy him a Ferrari. When he turns 14, I'm going to get him head at his birthday party. So apparently, apparently the nigga, the nigga held up to the promise. Like, uh, hey, he held up to the promise. Um, so how do I feel like that, feel like about this as a man? Obviously, that sounds crazy. Obviously, that sounds crazy to pay sex for your, for your son to receive sex. But... I mean, if you want to have a real conversation, I mean, it's crazy to me because I'm not paying my son to sleep with a grown ass woman. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not instigating pedophilia. That just is crazy to me. However, it's also biased because I feel like if my son would have approached me and told me that without my intervention, without just going off a game, just because he got his daddy's good looks, he got his daddy's cheekbones, he fucked a grown-ass woman without my intervention, I probably would have been like, hey, okay, son, hey, I see you, son, hey, hey, man, hey, man, yeah, that's how the Thomases do it. Now, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you something. That is sick, that is demented, and that is an aspect of our culture that we need to change, but that's just being real. Like, in our culture, we do take pride in our sons and our, and our boys having sex earlier, which is crazy because... If my daughter, when I have a daughter or a son, God willing, if my daughter would have walked in the living room and told me that same conversation, I'd have tried to kill her. I'd have tried to kill the nigga. I'd have tried to kill the nigga's mama, the nigga's brother. It is, it is, it is weird that we have that that weird bias. Like, it's like we try to protect our we try to protect our women and our girls from all these other defenses and all this other stuff. We try to block everything. But for a son, we want our son to go out and just conquer and fuck everything. And uh. I was listening to another podcast today where they talked about that, and they said that the issue with that thinking is not necessarily with Lil Boosie. It's more with just the mentality of just in our culture. Like, we press, set, we press, we pressure our, we, we peer pressure our sons and our boys to develop early, to be men, and to go out and try to procreate and go out and try to, not necessarily procreate, but go out and try to conquer and have sex. Like, in our minds, that's still a stat. Like, that's still a stat. That's still a major prop for you to be a little boy and go out and just fuck everything and fuck as many women as possible. Like, in our mind, that's still a source of pride for a man to have as a kid. And, uh, you know, hey, it's 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 insane. You know, it's crazy. It's insane. But that's that's just the, that's just the reality of where the culture is at right now. I, uh, when I say culture, I'm talking about just American culture specifically. You know, I uh, ain't not just necessarily black culture, you know. Because if you think about it, and I heard them say this in the podcast, shout out to the brilliant idiots, literally every single 1990s high school movie where they're about to go to college, if you really think about it, whether it was American Pie, whether it was uh, a not another teen movie, all those goddamn teen movies that you had in the 1990s, early 2000s, all of them for the most part was about the teenager in the movie trying to get laid. It's my last year of high school. I got to get some pussy. I have to get laid. I have to, you know what I'm saying? That was the premise of all of them. And the crazy thing about it, if you think about it, I don't know, it's just weird. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I I think, I guess, 
I, I guess the bigger conversation about that with Lil Boosie is, is at the end of the day, I really think he felt like he was making his son and his nephew a man by having them have sex at an early age like that, or forcing that upon him. And I just don't like that just because, first off, I'm going to be honest with you, if I'm your son, don't go online and tell niggas you did that shit and have me embarrassed to the goddamn school when these schools reopen after coronavirus ends. Like, don't put my business out there like that, dad. What the? That's one thing I don't like about Lil Boosie sometimes. Sometimes this nigga just be too honest. Like, sometimes he be telling stuff. You're like, nigga, you, daddy, don't tell them niggas about me like that. Like, so, you know, I, uh, I, 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 but there, there's obviously has to be some changes in the culture. You know, there obviously has to be some changes and some more converse, some deeper conversations that we need to have in the culture. And, you know, you know, sex, the conversation we need to have sex, our misunderstanding of sex and how it, as far as how it operates in our community is one of them, you know, um, you know, and that's, that's just, that's just across the board. You know, most of us, you know, I, I pray for them. As far as when it comes to Lil Boozy, as far as the conversation about him versus Webby, I saw that. I saw him posting about that. I honestly didn't read Webby's side of the story. And I did read all Boozy's rant. I didn't want to entertain that just because, hey, man, them, them two men's is brothers, you know. Them two men's is brothers. I found out about Webby before I learned about Lil Boozy. And I just feel like, you know, I hate seeing brothers beef like that. You know, at the end of the day, they're too, they're both in two blessed positions, whether it's financially or just artistically, where you have people who really will come out in the thousands and vibe to their music, whether it be it on Instagram or be it in live. So, you know, I just hate to see my brother's feud like that. So, I pray for that. Um, while we're still on the topic of musical artists, shout out to Chloe and Holly. Um, I did listen to that Do It song by her by them. Um. I was made aware of these two beautiful black little, uh, little just two little black dolls dipped in chocolate. I was made aware of them by two day, about two years ago. When I first heard of them, I refrained from listening to their music because, nigga, my first thought was, it is no way in hell these two girls. Just after the first impression of looking at them, I was like, there was no way in heck that these girls are making any kind of sound or song or melody that I'm going to listen to for recreational purposes. But I listened to this song, and I actually like it. Only thing I don't like about this song, the Do It song, only thing I don't like about the Do It song is I feel like the chorus just falls flat. I feel like the chorus just, it, it falls flat to me. The chorus, this is like, it's not... It's not engaging. It's just not a good course to me. I just don't like the course. Um, that's just my personal opinion about the course. Um, but it's dope. It is dope. I like their look. They kind of have like this innocent little girl. They're, they're both really pretty girls. Like, nah, I shout out to them. And I know one of them actually, uh, she's locked and loaded to be the next. So, shout out to 664, not from 63, said, we don't believe we make niggas bleed blood. Hey, bro. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. They in jail. Let me tell you something. They in jail. I hope they making niggas bleed. Cause if they bleed, I hope they bleed. Up. You know, ain't no bleeding is a thing. So with that being said, moving on from that. But uh, they're actually talented. They're actually talented. So I will give them. I will give them. I will give them that. Uh, I will give them a little props. I know one of them's locked and loaded to be the new Little Mermaid. So shout out to her. There was that. That was a whole thing last year about can we have a black Ariel? Can we have a black Little Mermaid? We can do that. We can do that. And I generally don't like black versions of like black versions of like Superman's black versions of anything. But we can have a black area. We can have a black area. I'm fucking that. I think I fuck a black fish. I fuck a black fish for surely. But um, moving on from that. 
So I talked about Boozy, I talked about Webby, I talked about Chloe and Howie. Uh, uh, let me say this. And um, this is where the podcast. This is where the podcast is going to get a little bit heavy. Six nine shot six nine. Yeah, six nine is crazy. I did a whole deep dive about six nine uh, two episodes ago. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about that nigga no more. But this is where the podcast is going to take a little bit of a uh, of a kind of like a um, a deeper dive, get a little bit more serious. And I'm not going to do the next thirty minutes about this. I just got to talk about this because I feel like I got a platform, so I have to be serious about this. So rest in peace to Brianna Taylor. Rest in peace to Brianna Taylor. This is a young, beautiful black queen who was murdered in Louisville, Kentucky. She was an EMT, licensed EMT. The police in Louisville, Kentucky, they basically had a search warrant go wrong in Louisville. They had a search warrant for a drug for a drug uh, for a drug dealer. They went to this person's apartment. They went to the wrong apartment, beat on the door without warning, bust in there. Her nigga, her boyfriend, like a grown grown ass man should do, cause he a grown man. He would his he would his he would his girl, licensed gun owner. He did like any nigga should have did. He pulled his strap out. These niggas bust in. He thinking something about to go down, so he shot at him. So he shot it. He shot him. He killed one cop. They responded back with eight shots. He wasn't hit. His woman, the EMT, she was hit. She died. She died on the spot. And. The man who shot the cop, one of the cops that busted in, he's now charged with attempted murder and homicide. He all, And with that also being said, the cops who did this, who killed her, they're not in, they don't have any charges pressed against them. They haven't been apprehended. They are still on working payroll right now. And with that all being said, nigga, this literally happened March 26th. This happened two months ago. And they haven't did shit. And then what pisses me off so much about this fucking story, and I usually don't curse. I'm, I'm not a cursing person. Where you, What pisses me off about this fucking story so fucking much is it's the same thing with that goddamn boy that got shot in a Mod Arbery. Had it not been for social media, had it not been for tweeting, had it not been for tweeting and motherfuckers talking and shit and posting photos and Alicia Keys talking about it and Kamala Harris talking about it. Had it not been for niggas talking, you dumbass niggas, I'm talking about the police department, you niggas was really finna let these motherfuckers just walk off. You niggas was really finna let these niggas just not get charged at all. That's why I'm gonna say this. Say what you want about social media and outrage and backlash. It gets a lot of motherfuckers the fuck up out of the need to get the fuck up out of here. That shit is insane. It was the same thing with the Ahmaud Arbery. Like... We're all talking about that Ahmaud Arbery case right now. Let's keep something in context. Nigga, that shit just didn't happen two weeks ago. That shit happened February 23rd. It happened February 23rd. Let me reiterate. The Ahmaud Arbery. Let me. Nigga, it's, it's, it's May. Nigga, it's May 15th. Is it? Shout out but Arbery broke in the house and still didn't give them rights. He didn't break in the house. He didn't break in the house. He trespassed. He didn't trespassed. There was a house under construction in that neighborhood. He did like any nigga who... I've done that shit before. Now, not as a grown-ass man, but as a kid. He walked into an abandoned... And a house is being constructed. Just walked, looked around, and walked out. Walked, looked around, and walked out. Walked, looked around, and walked out. I watched the video. You can look at my profile. I put up the video of him going in there. He didn't take shit. 
Nothing was reported stolen. The property owner himself reported nothing stolen. He didn't take anything. With that being said, it is still trespassing because you're going on somebody's property. Now, with that also being said, nigga, that does not give you the right to go to uh, to go to hunt this nigga down and kill him. But for some reason in Georgia, because I guess in Georgia, if you trespass, that get, if somebody sees you trespassing. If somebody sees you trespassing in the state of Georgia, that gives them the right to perform a citizen's arrest, quote unquote. Now, with that being said, my personal feeling about that, what that my personal feeling about that is, motherfucker, even if you trespassing, nigga, that does not give you the right to come down with a fucking right with two rifles and nigga and chase me down the street and hunt me down. Them niggas hunted him down. Them niggas hunted him down. Like, let me t and I'm and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest, you have a real conversation. Let me tell you something. Let me have a, let me have a real we have a real conversation. And I have always said this about black people. Black people nowadays, we are we are so we are so fucking soft when it comes to dealing with people from other races. The fact that those cops literally gunned this not them cops, sorry, but with a mod let me let me let me stay on Breonna Taylor. Let me stay on Breonna Taylor. Let me stay on Breonna Taylor. So I'm asking anybody who's watching this video right now. Who's watching this right now? Since since apparently it takes social media outrage to finally let to finally let people know that laws need to be changed, justice needs to be served because the motherfuckers that killed Breonna Taylor, these niggas is still on the force. These niggas have not been in handcuffs. These niggas still have a job today. I want y'all fuck this podcast, fuck this broadcast, fuck this broadcast. Please retweet Breonna Taylor, justice for Breonna Taylor, and tag at Louisville Police Department on Twitter. I don't know if you got to tag them on Facebook. I don't know if you got to tag them on Twitter. Find a way to let these motherfuckers know that, that, that something they... I want those three cops that shot her. I want them niggas in jail. I want them niggas in jail. I want them niggas in jail. I'm pretty sure they woke up that day and did not plan to kill a black woman who was a licensed health worker. But at the same time, nigga, she can't get her life back. She can't get her life back. This is a motherfucker who's literally giving her life to help people, to save lives. And you take her. That shit is crazy to me. And I don't know if it's black bias. I don't know if it's police bias. I honestly feel like it's police bias. I feel like in America, I feel like in America, even after a real conversation, I think we give the police way too much leniency when they do some fucked up shit because I can't do that. I can't bust in somebody's apartment because I hear screaming. I'm thinking somebody's getting raped. I bust in there and I just the wrong person killed them and then I get off. That's my personal feeling. Now, I respect the police. I respect the police. I have so much respect for the police force. I was applying to be a cop last month. But at the same time, nigga, there, there has to be a mutual respect for one another. You can't just go, you can't just keep, fuck, fuck the being black thing. This shit, ignore this shit, ignore this shit. Fuck the black, fuck the black. Forget the being black, just being human. You can't just keep killing, you can't just keep killing us and then get away with it. Fuck the being a black thing, you a cop, I was applying to. But you, I'm a security officer, but I was applying to be a cop. But you can't, you can't just keep killing us and getting away with it. Fuck the being a black thing, just being a human. You can't just keep killing us and getting away with it because you got the connections. That was the same thing with the Mott Arbery case. They killed this nigga, they hunted this nigga down, but guess what? The dude who shot the killer shot, he's been a sheriff in the town for 30 years. That's why you can have a video, that's why you can have a video like that that's going around. People are seeing the video, and this shit, this, it, I don't know. Hey, man, hey, listen, hey, bro, hey, listen, hey, listen. All I'm going to say is this, all I'm going to say is this.
you know, hey, listen, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, just sum it up like this. To any of my family members that are going to watch this video, when I post this on YouTube, to all my family members that are going to watch, my vid watch this video, hey, listen, I got some pyros in my family. I got some hard niggas from the beat. Hey, listen, if I die, I forgot who it was who said this when I was a kid. Nigga, if I die, if I die, if I die, my black ass die, if I die, I don't want your ass to cry. I want you to slide. I want you to kill every single nigga that has something to do with me dying. I'm being real. I'm being all the way honest. I, that sounds ignorant as fuck, but I don't give a damn. Kill all them niggas. Hit them niggas up. Hit the... I don't know. If I gotta die like that, it's one, it's one, it's one thing to die. I don't know, man. Shout out, shout out to Six Boys. They should have a law if it don't involve you, don't intervene, bro. Like call the cops. Like I don't. This is it's. So rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Ahmaud Arbery. Um. Regardless of how you look at it, that's just a terrible way. That's just a, bro. Life is so short. That is just a terrible reason to die. That's just a terrible. Re that is just a terrible. Both those are just terrible reasons to lose your life, man. Like. The Brianna Taylor, I really, Brianna Taylor, I really, I, the way I feel about Brianna Taylor is the same way I felt about that boy in New York, Junior, who got killed because that girl lied and said that it was him who was fucking her in this Facebook video that she put out. Because you have these two people who literally died for shit that had nothing to do with him, that had nothing to do with them. Six Four said his story sounds so much like Trayvon Martin. Yeah, you know it's weird. It's weird. You can kill. You can kill a you can kill a lot of black people. Go you can kill a lot of black men if you just use the excuse that you felt threatened. Same thing with Trayvon Martin. It's the same thing with Ahmaud Arbery. You it's the same thing with Philando Castile. It's the same thing with that boy in Chicago that got shot. Who the, I forgot his name. I forgot his nigga's name was Doug or something like that. You you can kill a lot of black. You can kill a lot of niggas just off the feeling that you feel threatened by us. And you know, hey, listen, hey man, I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking about that because if I, I get really deep into my thoughts about that, and I just I'm trying to stay positive. You know, we all in this quarantine. I really don't want to keep thinking about just the, the trials and tribulations of, of blackness. Uh, can't see can't see you being a police. I mean, hey, it's, hey, I mean, hey, if I'm a cop, hey, if I end up becoming a, if I end up becoming a cop, I'm gonna be fair, but at the same time, I'm gonna have my own opinions. Like I'm not. It's a certain things are just not right. The reason when we have these conversations about police, when we keep messing. When we keep having these conversations about cops doing us wrong, like I always keep telling people, even if you take the color aspect out of it, something's wrong with that. Even if you take being black out of it, something's wrong with that. Like, it don't make no sense that you can kill somebody and then not serve. You can kill somebody and not serve any. I remember that, man, when they killed Philando, when they killed Philando Castillo, when that one motherfucking cop, and he was Latino, so I'm not knocking him. He's not knocking him for race. I want to hear your real voice. This is my real voice. When they killed that boy for Lando Castillo a few years ago, and this motherfucker, the motherfucker literally drew out his gun and shot and shot him in his car with his girlfriend, with his baby in the backseat, and this bitch ass nigga didn't go to fucking jail for a year. This nigga was put on leave and then got a job at the county down the street, and they didn't kill this nigga. They didn't hang him. Like, bro, that shit is insane. That's insane to me. Like, I just want everybody want justice, but only when it's just us. They should have hung that nigga. Like, you literally, you killed this nigga in the, I'm talking about Philando Castillo. They, you literally killed this nigga in the car with his girl, with his baby in the backseat. Bro, like, that's, that's fucked up, bro. That's, that's just crazy. That's just sad. That's just crazy.
That nigga, they, sh- they should have hung that nigga. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. They should have hung him from it. They should have hung that nigga. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, and I'm be rude with you. It's a lot of them old school. It's a lot of them old school practices that I do not agree with. But that damn lynching, I do. I do. I'm be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I do agree with lynching. I agree with lynching because it's sometimes nigga obviously with the police department ain't gonna act as fast as we should. It's no fucking reason why them two men that killed Ahmaud Arbery should have been able to just keep rolling around. Now, these niggas killed this nigga and have not. They've been rolling around for three months, three months, three months. Nigga, the Last Kingdom came out on Netflix. They was just chilling at home watching, eating popcorn, talking about the shit. Why aren't these niggas dead? Like I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's the same thing with the Breonna Taylor thing. Like, I don't get it. Like, why aren't these niggas... These niggas aren't in handcuffs at least? You can't... Hey, man. Hey. Listen. Let me shoot the wrong person at McDonald's tomorrow, nigga. Let me shoot the wrong person at McDonald's tomorrow and see if my black ass get away with it. Like, it's... It, I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just... I don't know. Um, moving on from that, because this is just going to mess up my fucking day. Moving on from that, I happen to be an anime fan. I'm a fan of anime. I've loved anime since I was a child. I came on this podcast last week. Shout out to you at McDonald's Cop. Hey, hey, listen, hey, y'all might be. Now, I'll be in and out Cop. And our thing out here in California, we love in and out We really love in and out I'm going to be an in and out I'm going to be the in and out in and out uh, 12 But with that being said... There, there's a really good show of an anime called Inuyasha. I came on here a few weeks ago and I talked about it. Um, a lot of y'all, unless y'all were born in the 1990s, unless y'all were born in the 2000s, y'all might not know how much Inuyasha meant to niggas who really fuck with anime. There is a remake of Inuyasha coming out called Hanyo. I like your scope, Rufus. <laughs> I appreciate that. Appreciate that. But he said, uh, there is a... There was a lot. There was a new remake they have coming out called Hanyo no Shi. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, I don't speak Japanese. I'm trying to learn it. Um, any person out there who just feeling the free to give me a, a free list in Japanese, I would appreciate it. I was really vibing with this new this, this new edition that's supposed to come out. It's supposed to be like the continuation of Inuyasha's son and Sashomaru's son. Uh, Inuyasha's daughter and Sashomaru's daughter. With that also being said, I also just learned reading about it online that. It, the original artist who came up with the show, she actually wrote and drew the characters, but she did not. She's not writing the story, and she's not writing the TV show for this coming out. So, in other words, Rumiko Takashi, I might have fucked up her last name. She designed the characters, but she didn't write the storyline. So, there is a chance that this might suck ass. I'm not going to lie to y'all. To anybody out there who likes anime, I'm letting y'all know this. There is a chance that this might be terrible. Because she's not writing the storyline. She just came up with the character. She just drew the characters. I'm not even sure she even came up with the characters. She just designed the way they look. So uh, I have very low expectations for this right now, honestly. you know, I'm still bobbing with it just because I grew up off at Nihasha. So it's certain shows that even though, even though I think, the, like Dragon Ball Z, I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up. And this whole Dragon Ball Super shit, I I think Dragon Ball Super is terrible. Well, yes, I have some good episodes. But I'm going to still watch it because I'm a, I, I'm a child of Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z raised me. It's the same thing with Inuyasha. Inuyasha raised me, so I'm going to give it a chance. But I'm just letting y'all know right now, it is a good chance that that might suck ass. But shout out to Rumiko Takashi. Like, I've always loved anime. I've always loved... I'm going to tell you, and not, let me not have that conversation. It is something to be said about how anime is so much more widely accepted to watch now. Like how you have Meg the Stallion, shout out to Meg the Stallion, how he got her online talking about how she watched anime and just and she's just 
outwardly proud of it. Like, when I was a kid growing up, if you was black, it was hard to find another black kid that wa watched anime. It was hard. Like, it was hard, hard. But, you know, hey, niggas is fucking with it now. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, um, so I talked about everything. I talked about Polo G, new album. Shout out to Booze and Webby. I talked about their little kerfuffle. Talked about Hallie. Uh, Disney Plus, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. I do not know how many of you guys have a Disney Plus subscription. I have obtained one. Um, Disney Plus has some new stuff coming out. They have um, Shower Disney Plus. They have um, the Artemis Fowl movie coming out next month. I grew up reading Artemis Fowl. I'm a fan of the novel series of Artemis Fowl. Shout out to Eowyn Colfer. I'm pretty sure I fucked up his first name. Let me say this right now. That movie looks terrible. It looks shitty. It looks like it looks like I put shit in the blender with celery and blended it. Like no, it, that, I'm that is that is that was a total waste of budget, and it's depressing to me because, like I've always said, when you take when you take movies, when you take books and you try to make movies out of them. Generally speaking, it's a bad idea because it's the reason why the book is so long. You should make a series out of it. It's the same thing that happened with Series of Unfortunate Events. Series of Unfortunate Events, which I used to read as a kid, it's great as a series. Like, on Netflix, it's a good-ass series. It's a good series. Like, it's good. But when, it, when they tried to condense it down to a film and they had Jim Carrey in it back about 10, 15 years ago, it wasn't good because you just you take so much flavor out of it. You try to take and rearrange so many things because you're trying to condense the film down to two hours. But, nigga, you... You can't read a 600-page book in two hours. Not saying that's a long series of unfortunate events. Not, I think their books were a little bit shorter than that, but so that's what's gonna happen. So with this Artemis Fowl movie, they just did it wrong. Like they they made the butler black, which which hey listen, hey listen, hey, I'm all for black representation. I'm all for black representation in fiction. I'm gonna have that podcast tomorrow. I'll talk about that. But my feeling with that is honestly, just I don't know, man. I. I really loved Artemis Fowl as a child, so when I saw that as a kid, watching that, when I saw they made him black and then his hair is pink or purple or something, I'm like, what the f what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, what are y'all making right now? So it's, I, this is, we can say obviously that this film is not based on Artemis film. Oh. We can obviously say that this film that's coming out is not based on Artemis Fowl, it's inspired by, and it's inspired terribly as fuck. But, um, I'm still going to watch it just because, you know, childhood attachment. Uh, shout out to Percy Jackson series. Shout out to Rick Riordan. Apparently, there's a Percy Jackson series coming on Disney+. And if it's a series, if they're doing multiple episodes per season, I think that's a good idea. I think that will hold up a, hold up some holdups, a lot of weight. Um, and it goes back to what I just said, man. You know, take your time. When, you, when you're adapting books into TV shows or real-life cinema, you need to take your time. You can't make a. You can't. You can't. You can't fit a. You can't fit a 500, 600 page book in a two hour film. Like, cause it never comes out right. You know, you 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 squeeze out so much juice of the film that really matters. You know, same thing to happen with Lord of the Rings. Which Lord of the Rings actually might be one of the few book based films that actually was series that actually was really good. So with that being said, so that's pretty much everything. Uh, that pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I guess my I guess my key takeaway from this episode of the podcast, man, is just um. 
I want justice for Ahmaud Arbery, and I want justice for Breonna Taylor. You know, that's my key thing I can say right now. Um, I pray everybody have a good time. Pray for everybody has a good night. Much love, peace, and jingles. This was and is the Greatest Voice Podcast. I hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for being a part of the mob. Cream cheese paired with flaming hot Cheetos, and you are like you do not deserve to.